Hi, and welcome to the Lonely Triathlete. My name is Todd, and I'm coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on this Sunday, November the 5th. Well, happy November, everyone. What does November mean to us in Vancouver? Well, it means increasing cloud cover, it's windier, it's colder, there's a slight chance of snow appearing at higher elevations, there's less sun. In other words, a slow slide into crappier and crappier weather. So it means that, except for the most hardy of us, cycling starts to move indoors and running can still continue outdoors. In fact, I run outdoors year-round. And swimming, which is done indoors 90-95% of the year, even if you live near a body of water, that remains pretty much unaffected because you're, you're, sw- you're swimming inside anyway. But let's just say the, the rain gear has all been pulled out by now. It's all dusted off and we are ready. I just had a flashback as I was talking about November weather. I remember years ago when I was training for a marathon that I would run outdoors in any weather. I had to. I had to run like 20 kilometers or 30 kilometers. So I would run in any kind of weather. And some of the days were in an absolute torrential downpour where water would be pouring out the top of my shoes. It was like my feet were suction cups. And every time I would take a stride, my my sole of my foot would plunger the inside of my shoe and water would just shoot out like a fire hydrant. And on top of that, I remember being cold. I remember some days there was this torrential rain with howling, howling wind in my face. (laughs) And I was freezing. And I remember after that marathon, I reacted by moving all of my running training indoors whenever it rained. So treadmill only. And I enjoyed those years of only running indoors on the treadmill when it rained. I could run like 90 minutes, maybe even two hours on a treadmill. And it did not bother me one bit because I could always remember I felt like I you know, was enduring something terrible by running outside all those years in the rain. So, but now that I'm not in a gym anymore, I'm pretty much back outside braving whatever elements are thrown at me. So as you know, I got those waterproof shoes. I've got a waterproof jacket. I've got my beanie. I've got gloves. I am good to go. Okay, quick training update. My program just switched from what you would call a base focus to a build focus. And what that means is that the workouts that used to be longer and much more aerobic have turned generally shorter, but much, much more intense. The most intense of these new workouts are called VO2 max workouts. If you don't know what VO2 max stands for, it refers to the maximum amount of oxygen that your muscles can absorb and use. And if you train this system, 
um, and to train the system rather, you work hard enough, I'd say, to bring yourself right to the point of almost starting to pant for breath. So think huge intakes of breath and big breaths out. You are breathing as deeply and as hard as you think you can for anywhere from one to three minutes at a time until you give yourself a little bit of a breath of a break. It is so hard. I mean, you are just right. You are breathing as hard as you can without getting into the like almost a hyperventilation state. You're just taking, you're sucking deep, deep breaths. And um, yeah, the science is that is one of the fastest, best ways to get into shape. So if you dole out this medicine of, of VO2 max intervals throughout your training, you'll, you'll, do, you'll get much fitter, faster than if you just did long, easy stuff. Although there is an argument that all that long, easy stuff can also get you to the, t- to the same place. And it's not really an argument, it's science, because yes, it can. It just takes a lot longer. So that's where I am in my training these days. And as I've been doing my swimming and my, or not swimming, as I've been doing my swim simulated dry land training and my biking and my running, I've had oh, a few fleeting thoughts I thought I'd share with you. So here they are in no particular order. I have finally retired my pair of running shoes. I was waiting until they were uh, 650 kilometers. And what's that in miles? That's what, about 450 miles, which is kind of right in the middle of when they recommend that you change your shoes. And I'll tell you, there is no better feeling on the planet than the feeling of new shoes. Well, I mean, I'm sure there is (laughs) some better feelings, but I strive to keep this a G-rated show. So we're going to stick to triathlon, Todd. So feelings related to triathlon. Okay, yeah, yeah. So as a runner, the feeling of wearing brand new shows, it, shoes is just pure bliss. And my latest pair, uh, as I said, just hit 650 kilometers. And I actually wondered, well, maybe I can run in them a bit longer because they still feel really good. Well, that was until I put on this new pair and went for a run today. Oh, now that is what good feeling shoes feel like. It feels like running on clouds. I love it. Uh, as you may know, I do most of my running here along the ocean. I'm very privileged to be able to do that. And here in Vancouver, we have a very popular seawall, which runs around the outside of Stanley Park for a total of about 10 kilometers. It is a fantastic running route. A running route. And one of the things... I really enjoy about this route is I'm able to see some of the shenanigans that take place in the ocean, such as the sight of a seal's head popping up out of the water and watching the humans walking on those, what do we call them? Oh yeah, feet up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free, wish I could be part of that world. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't, uh, 
Couldn't let that go without a little bit of a musical interlude. Uh, I've seen eagles being attacked by crows. I've seen uh, seagulls being attacked by eagles. Very violent. The ocean, the whole seaside, very violent. Uh, Birds attacking each other, apparently. But uh, very, very, very interesting, interesting um, dynamic out there on the ocean. The other thing that I often see on my routes or routes, how do you say it? Route? Route? How would I say it as a Canadian? It's a route. 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 (laughs) Now I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to speak my own language. Anyway, on, on the typical running route, I think I'd say route. Um, I see some of the same people, like all of the time, because I run the same routes and I run the same at the same time. And I guess people have their own habits and, and it happens to mesh with mine. Uh, for example, I have what I call the Swedish mom that I always see. She wears the same clothes every single time I see her. She's pushing the same baby stroller. Then there's Ron, who's an older guy that walks with two canes, which is good for him on not letting his lack of mobility stop him from getting out. Uh, there's Mr. Smoker, who is always standing at this particular corner and smoking as if his life depended upon it. And I was thinking today, as I ran by Swedish Mom again, and Ron, by the way, crazy enough, two, two in the same day, I wondered to myself, do these people notice me? Because I'm seeing them all the time. They have to be also seeing me, except that my clothing changes quite a bit. And I don't know if they would recognize me per se, but I often wonder when I run by them, are they saying to themselves, oh, there's Mr. Sexy Runner again. (laughs) I can only wish. Anyway, weird thoughts that go through my head. I've also been thinking of late, that I am so lucky not only to be alive, but to be able to be active in the ways that I enjoy. I mean, take Ron, for example. I have it on good authority that he used to be a very active runner slash hiker until his body gave up on him. And I could be Ron one day. And all I would have are my memories of being super active. So I try as much as I can I try and enjoy each moment as I find myself being aware that I'm in it. Finally, I have a vague worry in the back of my mind that I will soon run out of episodes on my favorite podcast that I listen to while I run. I absolutely love, love, love the podcast Smartless, but I'm catching up on all of the episodes and pretty soon I'll have nothing new to listen to. So here's where I turn to you, my ragtag community of triathlon lovers. What podcasts are you listening to? If you had only one podcast to recommend to me, what would that be? This would save me a lot of time and a lot of anxiety as I get near the end of the podcast I listen to regularly. So as usual, if you want to let me know what that podcast is, you can email me at thelonelytriathlete at gmail.com. I sure would love to hear from you. Well, that's it for this week. I hope all of you are doing well. And until next time, peace.